Welcome to Press Any Button. I'm Eric. And I'm Nikki. And today we're talking about Overcooked 2. Overcooked 2 is a cooperative cooking simulation video game developed by Team 17 alongside Ghost Town Games. Teams of up to four players cooperatively prepare and cook orders in absurd restaurants. Players gather, chop, and cook ingredients, combine them on plates, serve dishes, and wash dishes. <laughs> yes, that, they do. Does that sound about right? Sounds perfect. And I am excited because this is a fantastic game. Oh, we, yeah. We've played a lot of it. Um, yes, together. Yeah. And so, Eric, are you ready to learn all about Overcooked 2? I am. <laughs> well, I must say, uh, I'm only going to do Overcooked 2 and not original Overcooked because at some point we may do that game as well. So... The history is not going to be that extensive, but... It's it's okay that you didn't really want to work that hard on this. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's just it, it uh, piggybacks off of the original game very well. So um, let's get into it. Okay, so Overcooked 2, as you said in the intro, was developed by Team 17 alongside Ghost Town Games and was published by Team 17. It was originally released for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on August 7th, 2018. Cool. So about four years ago at this point. Yeah, I know what... Team 17 personally reminds me of what series of games. Do you have any games particular that uh, you like from Team 17? No, I've never heard of Team 17 before. Uh, okay, so they do like the Worms games. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do know something. <laughs> yeah. I love the Worms games. Like, we have a lot of fun. And that makes sense because that's a really good co-op game as well. So is that kind of like something they specialize in maybe? Uh, I think at this point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, a little bit more about Team 17. They're an independent developer and game label for premium games. And Ghost Town Games is actually a three-person indie game studio uh, in the UK. Huh. So, are they, like, does one own the other, or are they just working together on uh, They're just working together. I think Ghost Town Games had a lot to do with the concept. They were really the main people that did Overcooked uh, 1 or the original Overcooked. And Team 17 just came in to help them make their software better, make everything kind of like to the next level. Okay, to help polish it off for mm -hmm. mass yeah. consumption. Exactly. So I'm going to go ahead and say a lot of the information I got was from Reddit. Two of the developers, um, the main people that worked on it, they did an AMA. Oh, cool. And so I was actually able to get like a lot of information about Overcooked 2 from that thread because it was for, they're basically doing it to like promote the release of Overcooked 2. Um, it was coming out like that day that they did the AMA. So the main goal for Overcooked, the original one, was to create a co-op game that focused on teamwork. To make a game where you could only succeed 
by working as a team and having good communication. So cooking and like working in a kitchen, just it lined up well with that goal. So like cooking and being in a kitchen, that wasn't the first priority. That wasn't really like what they originally started with. They just knew they wanted to create a good co-op game so people would have to like communicate with each other. Yeah, and in that sense, it kind of reminds me of like Space Team or something. Yeah. Did you ever play much Space Team? No. Oh man, I don't I think that. so. That was such a good day. It was like you know everyone had the instructions on their cell phone, but they had other people's instructions usually. Oh yes, and yes, you, yes. Had, you had all these like different knobs and levers and buttons and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think I played that with you <laughs> and the band and uh, stuff like that. Probably we were super. Uh, but into it was a while ago, so I forgot the name of it. But so like the approach for Overcooked Two was the developers had so much they wanted to add to Overcooked after they finished, um, not to mention some brand new features like throwing and online multiplayer, that they just felt it needed to be a sequel versus making it like a DLC package. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like an add-on. So I I think it makes sense as a sequel and not just an add-on to the original game because... It's on like a whole new system. They're working with more with Team 17. And plus they're adding all these features that I feel it makes it different enough to like be its own game. Yeah. And they also want that new game price tag on there. (laughs) Oh yeah. Can't forget about that. And they actually, they worked really closely with the Switch um, when they were creating this game. The Switch was kind of like their number one priority. And they wanted to make it equally as good on for all of the rest of the platforms as well but i think they knew the switch would probably be one of the biggest places people would buy it yeah and that's also i think yeah. the weakest hardware so if it could run on switch you know it's going to be able to run on playstation and xbox yeah so like i said before like working with the developers at team 17 helped them expand on the original so so was the first game made with the team 17 developers or, yes, but I think they were more of like a publishing company. Uh, so that's more published by Team 17. It wasn't, yeah, they weren't, um, it wasn't as much of a collaboration. Gotcha. But yeah, so some of the other goals for Overcooked 2, uh, besides like, you know, making it very equal across all the platforms, was to have a great online multiplayer experience. And so you can actually play online with your friends. We did this a couple of times, like during the pandemic, we called up a couple of other friends and we would yeah. have them on speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. And we would just all play together and they would be on their Switch and we would be on our Switch. They also yeah. wanted to offer uh, more variety in how the stages played compared to the first game, as well as a more gentle overall difficulty curve (laughs) um i haven't played the original one but i did read some stuff and one of the things that i heard a lot of people say is like the last level is really hard to the point where some people were like we me you know like me and my girlfriend me and my wife or me and my friend couldn't beat this level when we tried multiple times so i'm kind of like oh how hard is that because like some of the levels in overcooked 2 are kind of hard but I mean, we beat them all, so... Yeah. I don't know. Not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) 
But maybe that was something that they got as feedback from players. It's like maybe the um, difficulty curve was too steep for the in the first one. So that was something that they wanted to kind of like, I guess, spread out more. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like their approach on this one because it's more of a graded, I think, approach where you can pass the level, but, you know, you can barely pass the level. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like, you know, passing with like three or four stars. Yeah. So some of the stuff they added to Overcooked 2, some of the main features was obviously the online multiplayer. Um, This is the first time you can cook up a storm with up to four players in both local and online multiplayer. So yeah, the other night uh, we were on vacation with two of our friends and we were all in one room playing this game it got yeah. crazy <laughs> and, in my, in my and then opinion, we've also played it online with our friends so yeah in my opinion that's probably the best way to play it where you have four people just sitting around one console oh yeah um yelling at each other <laughs> exactly <laughs> um they added throwing so you can throw your fruits vegetables meats <laughs> you can throw them whole or chopped um, yeah. you can throw eggs flour you can't throw like dishes or pots and pans i don't think but uh most of the ingredients you can throw at each other yeah so you can throw eggs but not dishes yeah (laughs) if that makes sense yeah but yeah we'll probably talk about that later but yeah it's a cool game mechanic that allows you to toss ingredients you know to your fellow chefs or even straight into like the pan blender or on the floor (laughs) one thing about this game is there's no germs in overcooked land because, like, you can just throw the food on the floor. Yeah. Uh, you can... That's actually a pretty decent strategy uh, Strategy just to litter the floor with ingredients. Exactly. Uh, no one cares. You just pick it right back up. I mean, it's going to be cooked, right? You know, killing all those germs anyway. Uh, another thing they added was some new level mechanics. You see the introduction of new game mechanics, including moving walkways controllable platforms those are hard and even like portal um like portal doorways yeah and those are pretty cool and fun they make things complicated (laughs) the kitchens are even crazier and wackier you get new recipes um you know like sushi pancakes pizza all kinds of stuff and then obviously there's a bunch of new chefs that you get with the second game including an eagle, a mouse, beaver, and like an octopus, like an alien. I think there's like a unicorn, uh, all kinds of cool chefs. Yeah, I like the chefs. They even have like a wheelchair bound raccoon, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they have a couple of chefs in wheelchairs. There's like a pirate chef um, with like an eye patch, all different. It's very diverse. There's like, you know, black chefs, white chefs. Chefs with braces, you know, chefs with purple hair. There's animal chefs. I don't know. I just like, there's a lot of variety. There's actually 54 chefs you can pick from. Some of them you unlock, uh, and some of them, you know, obviously you have from the beginning. (laughs) Uh, And some are DLC, right? And some are DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Overcooked 2 also has quite a bit of DLC at this point. Um, They have about five different dlc level packages you can buy i don't really know the yeah. term the like verbiage for that but they actually had like a sale the other day where you could just buy all of them for what was it, like 20 bucks or something I think it was like 10 bucks 10 bucks yeah so since 2018 there's been about five or six 
extra DLC kind of like add-on games you can play, I yeah. guess, <laughs> or download, whatever. Yeah, and the DLC is pretty good. Yeah, some of those include <laughs> the Too Many Cooks pack, um, the Surf and Turf, and the Campfire Cook-Off, which are all fun. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so are you ready for some fun facts? Let's do some fun facts. Oh, yeah. So, fun fact number one. At first, Ghost Town Games wanted the player to be able to customize their shifts. After a little more reflection, though, they decided against it because the shifts had really taken on like a life of their own at this point from Overcooked 1. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and fans of the first game have built like attachments to the <laughs> chefs and so they decided that that would probably be something that people wouldn't like and you know ditch the idea yeah i i agree with that decision it's better just to go ahead and have like well-designed characters to begin with yeah um, why not have both though i mean would it yeah. be i mean if, i know it's like a whole extra thing and it's probably a pain in the butt to do the customized chefs thing but i don't see why you wouldn't be able to have both most games have I don't know. You could pick from both. So, yeah. Or a lot of games do, not They most didn't games. want to dilute the quality of the characters they created. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't need to spend time customizing my chef. <laughs> yeah. You barely can see your chef anyway. I mean, yeah. And I like the, the random ones they have. Like, I like being an animal or like an alien. Yeah. Or they're whatever. pretty, they're pretty ridiculous already. You don't, I don't know how you'd spice it up by doing the character creation any <laughs> yeah. more than it's already spiced up. Yeah, it'd probably just be a lot of extra work and, I don't know, fans are probably just like, whatever. Yeah, it. I think it would be pretty redundant. Yeah. Maybe they'll save that feature for Overcooked 3. <laughs> Fun fact number two. A lot of uh, the inspiration for Overcooked 2 is from an old XNA indie game called Storage Inc., which was a local co-op game where you controlled forklift trucks ferrying boxes around a warehouse. <laughs> So, Nikki, what's XNA? So, it's actually Microsoft XNA, I think. Um, it's a freeware set of tools with a managed runtime environment that Microsoft developed to facilitate video game development. Okay, yeah, I think I've heard of that. So, is that like a program, I guess? Yeah, it's a use? set of tools you you could download from for your computer. Okay, cool. Um, but, yeah, Storage Inc. Sounds thrilling. Just driving a forklift truck around <laughs> <laughs> hey, the kitchen is way better if you can make a game like that fun though you know it can that's true i mean yeah. there's some random stuff that sounds boring but it's actually really fun so yeah like goat simulator that's you control goat but you know they made it just so wacky <laughs> yeah uh fun fact number three nintendo switch players who pre-ordered the game got their hands on an exclusive chef the platypus chef and I'm really jelly because I want to play up a chef. But we would have had to pre-order the game, Nikki, and not. I know. I on... didn't even know about the game back in 2018. But then we wouldn't have got it like super discounted for like 10 bucks or whatever, like we did. That's true. Good point. Or 15 or. But I want the platypus. Can we? I wonder if we can buy it now. Hmm. I'll have to look <laughs> into that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that would be worth it. <laughs> All right, and last fun fact number four. Overcooked 2 won the Game Awards Best Family Game for 2018. Huh. Could you see this being a good family game? 
No, it probably <laughs> rips families apart, honestly. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think it would be fun. Like, because, like, I don't know, adults and kids can play this game. Yeah, it depends on how so, um, how controlling <laughs> the people you're playing with are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're one of those people that can just play for fun and not worry about getting, like, three or four stars on every level. Yeah. You know. You can only have. I mean, your expectations can be only be so. Yeah, high, if you, you can, know? if you can tolerate uh, incompetent <laughs> other players. Oh my gosh, Eric! <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyways, uh, that wraps up my yeah. history slash past section. Good history. So, do you want to move on to some of the stuff we liked about the game, Eric? Sure. Yeah. So you can go first if you yeah. want. So this is probably one of the best co-op games I've played in recent years. Figuring out how to divide up tasks between each level, you and your friends, is a lot of fun. Like, uh, you know, there's always that puzzly element in the in each stage that makes each stage different. So you kind of have to, like, have a fresh approach or fresh ideas for each stage. And you definitely don't want to get stuck in that, oh, I'm, my idea or my approach is right. You know, you want to try different things. Oh, yeah. Um, especially if you're playing like us, where we're trying to get at least three or more stars on each level, you definitely want to have like a strategy and like be willing to try different things. Because sometimes it's like it'll come close. It'll be like one or two trays is all you need to go up to the next star. And yeah. It's like you gotta do something to be just that much faster. And and when you throw in even more players, when you throw in like three or four, it gets even more complicated trying to divvy up tasks because there will there will always be more tasks, I feel like, than players usually for the most part. Yeah. Between like expediting, like cooking, like chopping, mm-hmm. like cleaning, like there's there's so much to do. Like there's always different ways to try to divide things up. Yeah. This is definitely one, like when I was reading that AMA, so many people were like, my wife and I play this game. My husband and I, my girlfriend and me, like a lot of the guys on there were like, this is one of the only games I can get my wife to play who's a non-gamer <laughs> or my girlfriend to play and they're asking to play it night after night, you know? Yeah. So I would definitely say this is a good game to play with someone if they're new to gaming or if it's someone that you're trying to play with but you may not know maybe what game to play with them. I think this is probably one that most people would have fun doing or playing. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's a good good intro to, to games that for, I think it could be for a lot of people. Yeah, I think this game is so fun. So we kind of blew through this game we were playing today. And I think we still have like one more DLC to play through. But yeah. And yeah, also, like you said, I like that every level brings on like a new and different challenge, making it pretty much impossible to predict what's going to happen in the next level. Because you can play a level and you're like, okay, in this level, your walkways are switching out every five seconds or something. Yeah. And you might think, okay, in the next one, walkways are going to be switching. Nope. In this one, you have a conveyor belt with a button that you have to like... (laughs) choose which direction it's going in you know like there's always something they do a really good job of just creating new and different things with each level like and there's so many levels so it's just crazy they've come up with all those different ideas yeah i absolutely love the level designs in this game from they're just like so ridiculous and over the top Mm -hmm. that you go okay this is like the most absurd way you could design a kitchen ever yeah it's like 
cutthroat kitchen if they could just do whatever the f they wanted you know <laughs> like if like if real life restrictions weren't a thing like this would be cutthroat kitchen like ah, ha, ha. now you have to walk on lava <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah you're cooking in hot air balloons wastelands mines on rafts flowing down the river yeah and then you have the puzzly element to make the stages unique and like moving platforms or moving stations or sectioned areas yeah. only one chef can access. And the warp doors. And the warp doors, it's yeah. It's like, so you have to remember which door goes to which, like, section of the kitchen. And yeah, and some of the DLC are shooting each other out of cannons. Oh, yeah, there's one It's like, what is it, Carnival? Um, Carnival of Chaos. Yeah, Carnival of Chaos, and you're shooting each other with cannons, and yeah, it's super, like, crazy. Uh, one of the things I like is the difficulty feels really good. Yeah. Uh, as you progress through the game, the dishes will steadily become more complicated and stages will add more difficult puzzle uh, puzzles to deal with. So, yeah. And more tasks that you have to yeah, do. And so. usually more tasks. Or yeah. The divided up things in weird ways where like, okay, someone has this meat, but not this meat, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. At first you start really easy. Like you're pretty much just like steaming sushi or whatever. Well, you're chopping salads or first. Chopping salads. And then yeah. You're... Something really simple, like where you don't even have to cook. Yeah. And then slowly you're cooking and then slowly you're cooking three or four things. And then slowly you're like baking and cooking things. And then like it just yeah. escalates and escalates until... I mean, you're just making like these four and five ingredient dishes running around like crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said before, I like the diverse and charming chefs you get to choose from. And there's so many and they're all cute. You really just can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. I like that the controls feel pretty good for the most part. <laughs> yeah. So you can sacrifice a bit of control for speed by boosting your chef around. But if there are pits around you, you're more prone to fall into them or accidentally run into your fellow mm -hmm. chefs and kind of knock them out of the way of something they're doing. Yeah. So you kind of have that option between control and speed. And as things kind of get down to the wire, you're more prone to like, you know, make boost mistakes. and make mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And dying is not really not that big of a deal unless you die with like a whole tray of food or something. Because oh, yeah. then you lose whatever you fell with. And then you're like... That's a whole ticket. Oh, my gosh. At that point, you might as well just restart the level. Exactly. Uh, well, if you're trying to get three stars. Yeah. I like the Kevin levels. They're like added little bonus, like extra levels that you get. You unlock them as you play the other levels throughout the game. Usually they're slightly or dramatically harder than the other levels. Yeah. Some of the Kevin levels we had to play quite a bit to get three stars yeah the kevin levels kinda are kind of hard definitely fun bonus levels that they throw in there and kevin is the king onions dog little doggy if you don't know king yeah. onion is like the villain of the game the no, story i don't know what do you think villain. about the story of he's the game? like the the guy who gives you your task he's the king of the of the kingdom well, okay. he's trying to save the kingdom not just he's not the you know he's not the bad guy i don't know he's sus <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at worst, neutral. <laughs> okay, whatever. The last positive thing I had was that there's actually pretty good replayability with this game, just for the simple fact that you'll probably want to start new games with different groups of friends or play through the story uh, solo, so you have kind of lots of reasons to go back and start a new game. 
because you know okay here's my gonna be my game with this person or this group of friends yeah or here's my own like solo play uh yeah through yeah and it's just like i don't know once you played so many levels you probably forgot what you did in the first one so (laughs) when you go back it's like oh a new thing oh i also i really like the horde levels because they bring in a whole new aspect so normally in like a normal level it's like a normal restaurant you have people eating at the tables they're putting in their order you've got tickets up and then you have to do them in order for the horde levels it's like you have these monsters trying to break into your kitchen and the only way you can get them to leave is to give them food like the right food that they ask for so you might have three or four doorways with three or four different tickets up not in any specific order and you have to just like try to keep these monsters from breaking in. Yeah, the the horde levels are great. It kind of reminds me of like the zombie mode from Call of Duty. This very similar concept where you know you're they're breaking down the windows and you're trying to rebuild them. Yeah, it, like you have it, to rebuild the barrier. Yeah, the... and your funds come from uh, getting out dishes. So your funds to rebuild the windows are based on the limited funds you have. Yeah, so it's like totally different from the regular regular levels yeah and those are part of the expansion um i think it's the hangry horde expansion i thought there was some horde levels in the original one too no dang i think we've just played so much i'm like (laughs) forgetting what's where (laughs) it's blending it all together my bad sorry just just ignore that one (laughs) Uh, still those are still fun levels but yeah speaking of well my last thing that i have is there's just so much DLC available. Like we, yeah. it's almost a whole nother game's worth of, if you get all of them, you, it's probably 40 or 50 more levels. Yeah. And it's, it's not, a lot. it's not expensive at all. Yeah. Like it's said, worth it for sure. It's only like 10 bucks to get like a whole nother game's worth of levels. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so did you have anything negative to say about the game? I have a couple of things. Nothing too bad though. Like, I would definitely recommend this game. It's probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah, it's super fun. So I only have two things I didn't like. Okay. Um, But one of them is the controls are good and everything, but I don't know. I personally had trouble sometimes grabbing the correct objects because, I don't know, the selection tools seem really sensitive. So if you weren't paying attention, like at the last second, you could accidentally hit your joystick and like move and not grab what you wanted to which can be very frustrating when you're like in the last 10 seconds of the you know level and you're trying to like get something out real quick and you like accidentally grab the wrong thing because you're like right next to another thing like I don't, maybe that was just me but like i don't know i thought it was kind of frustrating i feel that just kind of like lock on maybe a little harder or something. I yeah. Know. I feel like that comes down to some of the strategy bit. When you litter the floor with ingredients, <laughs> uh, you, you, you're prone to accidentally pick them up. And also you're kind of like magnetized to surfaces and counters. So if you're trying to like drop something, not on a surface or counter, it's actually kind of difficult. Yeah. If that's what you're trying to say. Both. Yeah. Yeah. There would just be times where I would like be, facing you know something i wanted to pick up like a pot of pasta or something and then i would accidentally end up grabbing the thing next to it and Uh, it's just like uh, it could just be me because like maybe i wasn't doing it good enough but i feel like it could maybe just lock on i don't know maybe the lock thing could be better i don't know it's a 
it's probably a dumb con, but whatever. <laughs> but it was something I had issues with. No, I'm sure a lot of people have that same problem. That's, <laughs> Thanks, why, that's why I said the, the controls are good for the most part, you know? Yeah. So one of my cons is that there should probably be a big warning on this game that <laughs> has the potential to ruin relationships. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's uh, kind of inevitable that someone might be a little bit too bossy or think their idea of how to divide up tasks is best when it's clear why not. Uh, try not to be overly controlling uh, when things aren't going your way. I'll say that. I don't know. I disagree. I think it's all in fun. Like, we didn't really get into any huge fights or anything. There was certain times where you're like, why'd you cut this lemon? And I'm like, it's extra. <laughs> Just leave it there if you don't need it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't like too serious and if you take games that seriously you probably definitely shouldn't play any games with anybody if you're gonna if it's gonna cause a fight and you and that's your history with games don't play this with people but if you're chill enough to like not get super mad if things don't go your way this is like most people i think yeah i'm just saying like uh someone's gonna need to take like an alpha role role for like and you can end up getting a little bossy in that role. Yeah, I um, guess so. Whether you're, whether you're trying to be or not. I could definitely see with certain groups, certain people, that this game would not be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't think, I think for the most part, it's like people are going to have fun and not ruin their friendships over it. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. <laughs> or <but> break up <laughs> or divorce. Just putting that out there. <laughs> All right. I will say the single player mode is fun, but not as much fun as the co-op mode. I actually had that exact same con. Yeah. It's fun, but I don't know. Some of the stuff gets really hard because like when you're playing as one player, you still have two shifts. You just have to manually switch back and forth between the two with your controller. So hit the right and left bumper and that will switch you from one shift to the other which is fun, but like sometimes it's just really hard, and it's just like, man, I wish I had a, I wish I had a teammate. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Especially but... like the ones with the cannon and stuff. It's like those are really hard to like get in the cannon, switch over, and then go shoot yourself out of the cannon, and then switch over. To, you know, it's like a lot of switching back and forth between your two chefs. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, uh, I have that as a con too, and it's kind of the 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 game is really designed primarily for two players, so yeah, it kind of exactly. makes sense. Exactly, uh, two player or more. Uh, my last con is that uh, some of the online play needs a little bit of work. I'm think back to when we tried to do competitive between two random people on the internet; it yeah. just couldn't match us with anybody. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe just a lot of people weren't playing it still. You know, it's kind of like four years old or whatever. Yeah. So maybe there's just not that many people to like link up with. Yeah. That's what I kind of said. Um, well, there might so like maybe that would have been better when it just came out. Like maybe there would have been a bunch of people to play with. Well, maybe part of the reason there aren't a lot of people to link up with is it's just not very good. Yeah. Too. That could be. Yeah. Good point. The chicken and the egg. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric, this game has a, a lot of strategy, right? Like a lot of a things lot. you can do. A lot. We both yeah. have a lot. A lot. Even me. And you know, I don't really do strategy. I just go for things <laughs> willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. And I think at the end of the day, the, the most important bit was when you kind of sit at the top, com communication. Uh, communication. Uh, I always think of like Chef Gordon Ramsay yelling at chefs for not talking oh, yeah. uh, during like team events. 
And that applies very much to this game. Yeah, it's like Hell's Kitchen. So yeah, let the other players know what you're doing so they don't do the same thing as you. Or if you accidentally die, they can cover uh, whatever you're doing while you take yeah. the time to respawn. And shout out what you need if you're working on something like, yeah. I need an egg. And someone can go mm. grab you an egg if they need, if you, you know, if they can. Exactly. Um, or like, I need carrots. They can go yeah, try because, to chop some up. Because you. you can pre-plan all you want, but when you get into the moment, things aren't, you know, things are going to go a little bit haywire. Uh, yeah. So. Especially towards the end when you're trying to just get your, the those last few dishes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, learning how to cover for each other is kind of important. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. That's what I have. My top one communication. Yeah. The second one, expedite your food tickets in order. Um, it matters. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, you have to go, you know, like from left to right. And if you accidentally skip one or you get, or you add an ingredient that's not supposed to be yeah. in there, they'll deduct points or you won't get as many points for those dishes. Yeah. I kind of do that as a desperation ploy. Like if, if you're towards the very end and you just need, if you're just trying to get a dish out, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like last second. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't matter as much then that you don't have all four ingredients and it's one later down the line. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, you want to try to do them in order because you get better bonuses for mm-hmm. doing them in order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it can kind of mess you up, especially if you're on a team yeah. and you're kind of like going out of order. It's like, how do you know who's working on what? Yeah, exactly. Your first attempt at a level probably won't be very good. Uh, this is because you'll need to get used to the level layout and what puzzle element is in the level. Once you've played a level, it's a good chance to talk about the best way to divide up tasks and, ha- and how to handle any problems. So, yeah, your first playthrough might not be that great. Yeah, I agree. And usually you kind of take that after after the level to reflect like, okay, <laughs> yes, uh, how can we do this better? Exactly. Just like sport. Just like a sport or something. You're like, okay, what did we do well? <laughs> what did we not do well? Yeah, you, you really oh, need Nikki, that. Nikki, you team fell model. off your plank 50 times. Let's try not to do that this time. Yeah, sometimes it's a matter of, okay, <laughs> you have this divided up well, but you just have to execute your, yeah. your parts well. Yeah, and there are some levels where I feel like, especially in two-player, so some levels they have the kitchen separated into compartments. And there's like some levels where I feel like my chef didn't have as much to do where I like more of the burden was on you and not me. And Mm -hmm. so like communication and like making sure you do everything is really important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been in that situation where I felt like you had more of the, more of the tasks. Yeah. It's like, eh. Another thing is keep your dishes clean because if you don't have any plates or trays, you can't serve any food. That's true. So you can have all of it ready, but like nothing you can do about it. Cause it's like, what are they going to do? Eat with their hands? Yeah. Dishes is one of those things that's kind of easy to forget about until it's a problem. Yeah. It's usually, you need to dedicate someone to dishes. Yeah. Especially if there's more than like, if there's like four people playing. Yeah. Someone just needs to do dishes. Usually it's the person who has a little bit more time doing whatever tasks they're doing. Yeah. My next thing is to throw stuff on the floor. Yeah. Or just throw things in general. Like, especially if there's like a big pit in between the two of you, like, and maybe there's a little narrow walkway. If you can throw something across there and not take the chance of falling in, 
I mean, there's several instances where just the yeah, and sometimes is getting to sometimes getting to a specific ingredient is a real pain and takes mm-hmm. a bunch of time. Yes. So you just sit there at the at the ingredient box and just toss it like back or yeah, kind of create an arsenal of like chopped ingredients that you have it yeah just readily available so you can just grab and go. You would definitely have to multitask in this game. Like you'll probably have to. Be cooking rice and chopping something, doing dishes and expoing, adding a topping, you know, grabbing a drink, like... And making sure your stuff doesn't catch on fire. And that's... Yes. You have to pay attention to everything. Make sure your stuff doesn't catch on fire and burn because then you have to go grab the fire extinguisher and put it out, which is a whole pain in the butt. (laughs) I was going to add on to the last thing I said. Uh, Get good at throwing. (laughs) Yeah. So like you can throw rice directly in a pot and it'll start cooking or chop meat right into the pan and it'll start cooking. Yes. Uh, Sometimes a good throw can save you a ton of time. Yeah. And you can hold the throw button down and just kind of like maneuver with your joystick to get the right direction, (laughs) get the exact direction. Another thing is just stay alert at all times. (laughs) Sometimes... The pathways will move. Sometimes there'll be lily pads or something. So once you walk on it, they disappear. Sometimes the recipes might just change up in the middle of a level. You'll be making sushi, and then all of a sudden there's like pasta that comes up on some of the levels. Yeah. There's just a lot of things that can kind of change up. Like some of the levels, there's people walking through your kitchen, and they'll just like knock you out the way. So you just have to stay alert at all times be on your toes yeah that's good advice (laughs) on solo play shopping takes way longer than other tasks for some reason compared to like anything else you do i think it's so you can be chopping and switch over to your other chef yeah have have time to actually do something else yeah and so usually that's the time where you switch chefs yes so one is always usually chopping Mm -hmm. you have to chop a lot of things and also you can use both chefs to chop the same ingredients at the same time to speed things up. Oh, yeah. I never do that, but I know yeah, that usually, you could. But it's like usually you have to go do your own thing. Yeah. If if, you, if it's an emergency and you need something like right away. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to space things out a little bit because if like all three of your things get done in the oven at the same time, I mean, you can only run so fast. You can only get one out of the oven run it over expedite it get it out of the oven expedite it before something's gonna burn yeah so sometimes a little bit of space or you know timing wise spacing things out could be like a little helpful (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i agree my last thing is this game at its heart is trying to overwhelm you with tasks (laughs) try not to get overly frustrated when you don't do well try to figure out if you need to change your approach or just execute what you need to do better yeah don't take it too seriously have fun like with all games my motto is to have fun. And it's always going to feel like you could do better. I mean, there are some levels where we got three stars on that we were like, oh, we feel like we could do way better than that. Yeah. Of course. And then now they, you can get four stars yeah, on they, most of the levels. So. And then they throw in that four star mm-hmm. once you complete everything. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess I could Gotta have replay. done better. <laughs> so uh. did you find anything about the future? So I had the... The DLCs, you know, Surf and Turf, Campfire Cookout, Night of the Angry Horde, and Carnival of Chaos. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the future. I guess the future from when it came out, but not the future from now. I found some articles saying <laughs> Overcooked 3 is expected to be re- released sometime in, 22, uh, in 2022, 
but unfortunately i couldn't find anything official so yeah i saw that article and it was like they're basically their logic was well you know like overcooked one came out and then two years later overcooked two came out that's stupid logic and then two years later we had the uh what is it the all you can eat buffet or whatever (laughs) whatever the one is they just released for um playstation 5 um it's basically just like the first and second game together yeah so not really a new game and then they're like okay so this year we should have overcooked three i was like makes perfect sense yeah i don't know that's not really how video games usually work yeah we'll Well, see well their headline was a little bit misleading too it made it seem like it was official yeah they probably did that on purpose but yeah i couldn't find anything from team 17 or ghost town games or anything like that so yeah so nothing official but it has been two years so. Uh, so I saw another random article that was talking about how Overcooked should have a movie. And I was like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, instead of taking Tetris and Pong and, and uh, Just Dance, we need an Overcooked movie. There's so many good characters. I'm like, what? No. Not, not, no, every, not all video games need a movie or a TV series. Not every IP like, needs a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's but there's be. always someone out there. That thinks it should be, or that there should be. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, so Eric, did you complete the challenge of getting three stars on at least 10 levels by yourself? Yeah, not only did I get three stars on 10 levels, I got three stars on all the main levels from the main game. Wow, overachiever, uh, huh? Except for one of the Kevin levels, I don't think I unlocked it. Should we call you Chef? Eric Ramsey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what you should call me. Chef Eric Ramsey. So how did you do that? Was it hard? I I feel like maybe I made the challenge too easy since you did it yeah. for every single level in the whole game. Yeah. It, honestly, it was easier just in the sense that I feel like it lowered the standard solo because, you know, it's harder to do two chefs. So yeah. like you're more limited. So that I feel like it had lower expectations for you. So it gave you more time and gave you a lower score to shoot for. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You can't do as much yeah. by yourself as you can with a team. So, yeah. And usually for the most part, you know, the chopping was the thing that took long. So you just set up, set up one chef to chop and mm-hmm. the other chef doing everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I did some solo play too. And it wasn't that hard until... I got to some of those carnival levels where I had to shoot myself out of a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty tough. I still ended up beating it, but yeah, it's definitely not as hard. Yeah, you don't feel like you're doing as good because, you know, you're used to working with a partner where you're like getting things out lightning fast. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, it lowers the expectations, so it, it's pretty doable, actually. Dang it. <laughs> so no wrap this week. Yeah. Boo. But we do have something fun to announce yeah right we're having a special guest on our next episode a special guest our some good, of you might know this guy yeah our good friend michael cardinal's coming on michael cardinal if you remember way back see in season one we had john cardinal so if you're like hmm, cardinal that sounds familiar that's because they're brothers <laughs> yeah and hopefully one day we can get larry and then we'd have all three all three and then we could get paul their dad <laughs> Then we can get other extended family members. No. We'll just go through the entire Cardinal family. Yeah, one by one. Um, that sounds like a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but, 
But yeah, so uh, Michael's one of our good friends. He's like one of Eric's best friends. He's in your band, right? He's the lead, the lead singer of my band. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we, so we asked him like last week, would you want to be a guest? So he sent us an email with the game and challenge in it. Oh, ready? uh, I I have some guesses I'd like to make. Okay. Okay. So knowing Michael, you know, he has a Mega Man tattoo. He does. Uh, Mega Man was my first choice of what I thought he might pick just because, I don't know, we haven't done Mega Man yet and it's just one of y'all's favorite games. So I thought he might pick that one. Yeah. But then we were messaging and he started talking about uh, Steam games. Uh, So it made me think it was on Steam. So Mega Man wouldn't be on Steam. Maybe one of the newer ones, but I don't know if you'd pick one of the newer ones. Gotcha. But there are other games I know he's a big fan of. Like, I know he's a big fan of, like, the King King's Quest series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a big fan of, like, Shadowgate. Shadowgate is kind of what I think it might be. I think it might be Shadowgate? Okay. Yeah. Well, let me Which click a- open this email here. It says, hey, guys, I can't wait to join y'all on the podcast. Here's the game I picked out. It's a spooky one. I think it's something you'll both enjoy. All right. The game is Phantasmagoria. (laughs) Does that sound right, Eric? I have never heard of this game. Me either. Uh, Like he, he like, I don't know. He was very organized. So it's like game Phantasmagoria platform PC (laughs) available on Steam. Uh, he actually gifted it to us. Oh, nice. that's so nice. Thanks, man. Genre horror. <laughs> and then he's like, put who it was developed by and what year it came out. What year and did it come out? 1995. Oh, man, that's an old one. Yeah. Nice. He even put time to beat <laughs> about seven hours. So that's nice. You could play oh, yeah. it in like um, a day or whatever. All right, challenge. Find out in detail. How <laughs> you're gonna have to really pay attention to the story. Yes. <laughs> How Hortensia, Leonora, Regina, Victoria, and Marie all die. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a girl gang. I used to go to high school with a girl named Hortensia. Such a cool name. All right. So yeah, find out how all of those chicks die. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. I like horror games and. Uh, this will be sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds like a good like PC game. So random. You can count on Michael to just pick something out of the air. I'm like, cu- I'm curious. It seems random. I'm sure it's not, but like I wouldn't have ever guessed this one. I'm so. excited to get to hear his history with the game too. Yeah. Just because it's not a game I'm familiar with. All right. And I thought I knew all of Michael's things. <gasps> Maybe you aren't best friends after all. Oh, no. <laughs> Need to work on your gaming relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't play enough games together. <laughs> All right. Well, 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 I guess we are at the end of the podcast now. That's it. We yeah. don't have any more content. No more. Uh, yeah, I guess we are out. I will say, hey, if you're listening, you like our podcasts, maybe you can just go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate us. Um, that would be super helpful. And we always like to hear from you guys on Instagram and stuff. So let us know like what your thoughts are. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.